you know, you don't have to make a hundred thousand dollar decision today. We don't even need to, to talk about that right now. Let's just get three marketers walk into a podcast episode 84. You're listening to three marketers walk into a podcast brought to you by the fine folks at response suite. So about six months ago, we had a call with a guy who I'd heard of, but never actually had a chance to talk to called Michael Zapersky. He's mm-hmm. today's guest. And I was really interested. We're actually going to talk about Response Suite because his clients were interested in using it. Right. And as we got on the call with him, I was blown away by the magnitude and the size of what it is that they're doing. We were going to end up talking about like selling stuff that's really expensive. Sure. And when I say really expensive, I don't mean your five grand, 10 grand, 25 grand programs. That's going to be your low end of what Michael's talking about. I'm talking about programs that sell for six figures where the deliverable on that is enormous. The clients sound like, who are these unicorn clients? So I was so excited to find out more. When I found out his approach to it, I just knew I had to get him on this podcast. So that's what we're going to be talking about today. Hello, this is Rob and Kennedy. Hello. From Response Suite. Really excited to have you here. Sorry, did I just talk of you there? I'm really sorry about that. That was very Just a little bit. I said, we're back again. We are. Hi. Hello. (laughs) I'm a dead professional. If you love how professional we are, you'll also like our new podcast, by the way, where we talk over each other a lot. No, we don't. No, we don't. But we have a a new podcast. If you haven't heard it already, it's called The Email Marketing Show. We should tell you about that's about making cheesecake yes or, or i'm gonna go with the email marketing element of it ah right, right yes and yes. email marketing and we'll email marketing well. in fact if you're listening to this right now and thinking i've got a really big question or even a small little detailed question or you'd like our opinion on something email marketing related you can actually get involved in the new email marketing show i say new it's a few weeks old now right right we've got a really great way for you to submit this question you just pop onto this url we'll give you in a second and then you click a button you can record it even from your mobile phone as yep. a little voice clip, send it in. And just like your favorite breakfast television show, we'll bring that question onto the air and we'll answer it. We'll answer it on the show. Mm. How amazing is that? If you want to do that, you want to get involved in it, just go to blog.responsesuite.com slash show. And then you can get involved in the email marketing show and we'll see you over there. Email marketing show, by the way, is available on your favorite podcast player, the very place you're listening to this right now. Give it a search, give it a subscribe. Let us know what you think of the first episode you listened to. That'll be awesome. But also just as a special treat, you can also see our wonderful faces on YouTube every week as we do the video version of the show. So you can see behind the, sc- behind the screens, behind the scenes of the show. Behind the screens would have worked. I'd have given you that. Because we're behind behind the screens. You could have plowed straight on with that little typo there. There you go. That little audible typo. Mm -hmm. Uh, So if you're interested in learning how to sell more expensive stuff than you've ever imagined before, (laughs) this is the interview for you. Let's go and chat to Mike. Michael Zapersky, welcome to Three Marketers Walk Into a Podcast. How are you? I'm fantastic. How are you? Very good. Really pleased to have you here with us. We're going to be talking about consulting today, coaching and consulting and that mad world. It's really cool. But one of the big problems I know lots of consultants face when they try and launch some sort of expensive high ticket offering is they just kind of go in there like a bull in a china shop, full force and try and just sell it. Hello, can I have 50 grand, please? <laughs> and that's a hard sell. There's something missing, isn't there? There certainly is. Let's talk about what that might be. Yeah, we see this um, you know, pretty consistently across the board, regardless of what industry you're in or even where you're located in the world. But as you really mentioned, when a consultant goes into an engagement or is working towards an engagement and the first thing they say to a prospective client is, hey, here's everything we can do to help you. Here's this massive, large engagement. Um, unless you already have a kind of pre-existing relationship with that buyer, uh, you typically face a lot of resistance. And that's just because the level of risk associated with working with you is quite high at that early stage. 
there's monetary risk, right? It's a, a big ticket item. It's a big investment. It might be 50,000, might be 100,000, might be a million. Um, but there's also the risk of, can this person actually produce results? Like they're saying that they can, but I haven't worked with them yet. And so diving into uh, that right away is there's a lot of risk associated. There's also risk in terms of time, right? Time that I need to dedicate as a buyer, as an executive, if that's the case, to uh, guiding and working with this consultant, as well as time of my team and the resources and the, maybe the infrastructure that's required to support that. So there's a lot of risk uh, for a buyer to go right into a large engagement. And that's why what we call a discovery offer uh, is the solution to that. It's kind of a, a starting point for a consultant or even a coach to demonstrate value at a much lower level of risk for the buyer. So they're actually happier to say yes in a much shorter period of time. And Michael, on the flip side of that, what in terms of for us as the consultant, there's obviously some kind of risk that we're going to end up having longer sales conversations with people for these higher ticket offerings to people who are not qualified as well. So there's obviously there's also like that flip side of the reason for this discovery process in that making sure we're speaking to the right people as well, right? Yeah, definitely. I mean, the the sales conversation, I mean, the more that you can qualify or disqualify someone in that initial conversation, or if you're using an assessment, uh, which could be done with uh, response suite, right, or something else, it's, it's powerful because the more that you can really learn about what that buyer uh, wants to achieve and what their challenges are, uh, the, right, the greater level of clarity that can be identified, that's valuable both for the buyer and for the consultant because you can then figure out whether you can truly help this person. And if you can, and they're committed to change, well, now you know, you're ready to kind of move to that next step. But if you see some signs in that initial conversation or in that initial assessment that uh, they really aren't committed to change, then it's better for you to know early on because that'll save you a lot of time and frustration. It will. So let's like get a real, let's start diving really right into this. What does one of these things look like? Because it's very easy for us to go, okay, it's probably some kind of questionnaire, quiz, survey, maybe. And obviously being response, we, we immediately jump to survey. But right. can, what can these things look like? Yeah, that's a really great question. And it, and it can be all of those things that you mentioned, but it also could be something completely different. So a discovery offer, if we really kind of boil it down, is the first step in working with a buyer. So let's just say that your goal is to help uh, an organization to increase their sales significantly. And in order to do that, you need to kind of work throughout the organization. You have to sit down with the sales teams. You have to look at the calls and you know, a lot of different moving parts. Well, that's a full engagement. That might be a $50,000 or $150,000 or pound type of engagement. Mm -hmm. But uh, the buyer is going to hesitate to say yes to that right away unless they already know you or, or feel they're convinced that you can provide that result. But instead, if you could actually just go in and maybe do a one-day workshop, uh, that's a discovery offer. And that might only be $5,000 for you to, to provide. Uh, or you might sit down with a couple of the different executives to do some interviews and take them through an assessment, which could be online or could, could be offline. You gather that information and now that gives you a clearer picture of what the real issues are. That could also be a discovery offer. So typically what you want to do is you want to look at what would be the starting point? Where can we help to start to create value and a, and a result, a kind of a quick win for the buyer so we can demonstrate results so they can then feel more confident in us moving forward to the next step at a higher level of investment, but also so that we can really just get the ball moving right? Because here you have a buyer that has reached out saying, hey, we have a problem and we were interested in fixing it. You're the consultant or the coach who can help them to fix it. If you talk with a big engagement, typically it's going to be a longer sales cycle for them to make that decision. But it's, instead, if you can say, you know what, why don't we just come in, we'll spend a day or why don't we just do this assessment together? 
that's much easier for them to say yes to because the price point might be anywhere. Typically, we see ranging from about $1,500 to about $15,000 as a good uh, kind of uh, range for discovery offers. For most organizations, you know, small or large, uh, they're going to feel very comfortable in saying yes to that in a relatively short period of time. And so now you get to demonstrate that value. You get to move things forward. And if you're good at what you do, right, most likely the client is going to say, this was very beneficial. We're, we're much clearer about our situation. You helped us get a quick win. Uh, let's now move to that next stage. And that next stage is going to be a significantly higher level of investment. That's amazing. So in terms of what you, what you deliver through that discovery offer, what percentage, and you started hinting at it, I want to go a little bit deeper on that, which is what percentage of that is, is you proving your value and stacking value and, and basically proving, you know, proving yourself versus actually delivering something as an outcome, like a, a result or something like that? How, what's that sort of percentage split approximately? Yeah, I mean, it's, it's a great question. And I wouldn't look at it so much as a, as a percentage. Rather, it's going to depend uh, on you know, what you're actually doing. Uh, if you're able to demonstrate a very quick win, a tangible win, fantastic, right? But there's some situations where you need to do a lot of, of work, right? If, you, if you're a coach and you're working with someone who, let's just say they're an executive and they're having some real issues around um, you know, stress in the workplace. Like they're just overwhelmed. They're in a new CEO type of role and your job is to help them to get, you know, uh, higher levels of performance and to feel better and, you know, to them to grow the company. Doing a discovery offer, like doing an assessment with them where you help to analyze really what's going on, you know, they're not going to see the result of necessarily like higher levels of performance in just that one discovery uh, kind of session, but they might feel a lot greater clarity. They, their level of anxiety may go down. Uh, and so that, all of that, the conversation and the delivery of that discovery session or that discovery offer uh, does help to uh, solidify your value in their minds and ultimately gives them a lot more trust um, and, um, you know, and confidence in moving forward with you. So it's a great question you're asking. I've never actually thought about it in terms of, you know, what is the percentage? It's just, it's, it's going to depend on what area you're going. Like, you know, if, if you're a website, uh, let's say a conversion uh, consultant, you can look at a website and you can identify something very quickly. And by you know, changing one button or one headline, that might right away increase your conversions. So that would be a very quick win for that client. But there are some areas in consulting and coaching where you can't necessarily turn the dial and instantly see, it, see a tangible result. But there are some results that can be uh, of benefit to the client. I mean, this is a real, this is really the big ticket equivalent of give somebody a free report and then sell them a $7 product. This is the get them through the door to, to see something and then offer them something so that, so that when they see the result, they're going to want to grab something more later. And of course, if you can't give them results in the room, you can give them the, the information that, that paints the picture of the results of the future. It's the confidence in it's your... Confidence. Or you show them, one of the things you could do perhaps, you, correct me if I'm wrong, Michael, is show them the roadmap or the process you take that you're going to take them through and, and tell them why each bit works. And they can go, oh, I can see why over the next 12 months of working with you or 18 months of working with you, that's going to work, right? That, that's correct. So the, the result, if we define the result, not just as tangible, you know, dollars or pounds increase, but rather as greater clarity around a problem or, or situation or, or a higher level of confidence, that in itself is a result. And, and that can be achieved through an assessment, through a workshop, you know, through some kind of audit or, uh, or even a coaching or consulting session. The main thing is that we're talking about, you know, human nature and uh, humans are typically risk averse. Uh, you know, people in the corporate 
corporate world often don't uh, don't want to make big decisions that they're not very confident that they're going to get a, a positive result from it. Not just because it's them making a decision, but also because if things go wrong, the you know their boss above them or others, the shareholders are not going to be very happy with that. So they want to really eliminate or reduce as much risk as possible. And that's what the discovery offer is all about. It's hey, instead of you know you don't have to make a hundred thousand dollar decision today. We don't even need to, to talk about that right now. Let's just get started. Let's do this first thing because doing this thing is going to help us to really analyze and uh, identify the, the, you know, the key priorities to work on. Like, I think this can also be used as a real advantage for consultants and coaches because most consultants would go in and say, Hey, you know, buy this $150,000 engagement from us. We're going to do some great stuff for you. Um, and whether or not that works is we'll just put that on the side. But if you're actually able to go and say, you know what? don't buy, don't spend $150,000 with me. Like I don't want all of that money because I don't even know if that's what you need right now. Let's just start off and have this assessment or do this workshop or whatever it is. And let's gain greater clarity together around what the real opportunities here, what the real problems are. And then we can figure out the best plan forward, right? That's a partner. That's someone that you want to work with because they're saying to you, Hey, don't spend a lot of money with us right now because we don't actually even know what you need. Uh, whereas others would say, give us all the money and then we'll figure things out. This is the more responsible, you know, more of a positioning yourself as a true trusted advisor. And that's what uh, typically, you know, uh, people want to work with is someone who really is there to support you, not just to take your money. There's a lot at stake. That's what we've got to remember here. There is a lot at stake. We're not just talking about that cash investment. We're talking about people's reputations, their jobs and their Definitely. careers. So if somebody came along and said, hey, let's imagine that somebody went along and they did the discovery session and then they spent a hundred grand with you and then it all went horribly wrong. It didn't work. They didn't get a return. And that guy's boss of those stakeholders, those shareholders come along and go, dude, why did you, why did you blow that hundred grand on that thing? We're like, no, 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 no. I did a five grand day with that guy and he told me this, 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 and this. So you've got like retrospective ability to sort of justify it in, in, in the sort of aftermath. It gives you that confidence to say, I did my due diligence. I didn't just throw a hundred grand at this guy. I'm not an idiot. Well, I think that's also the beautiful thing about the, the discovery offer is that you get to uh, eliminate or at least significantly reduce the risk of not having a successful outcome at the larger scale right. because you, you know, you get to really identify and, and, and truly see, uh, can this person deliver? Uh, how do we feel about them? Like another thing we haven't even talked about yet is, is culture, right? Culture fit. You might work with someone and you've heard good things about them, but maybe when you start working with them, you just really don't enjoy working with them. Well, that's yeah. good to know before you commit to a six or 12 month engagement or, or something massive. Uh, and so that's what this allows you to do is to ensure that there's a good cultural fit. There's a good, you know, results fit, uh, that you like the person you the feel process good fit has to, be, has to be right. Doesn't correct. it? In, in the amount of people sure. who've said to us, Oh, we specialize in helping SaaS companies, software companies like yours to grow. And I'm like, and they're like, can they get you on the phone? I'm in the conversation with the guy at the moment on LinkedIn. He's like, come, come have a conversation with you. And I'm like, tell me about what your process is. Do you specialize in people who run a freemium business, move people into premium? Do you like, what is, who do you help? Tell me specifically about that stuff. Because if it doesn't match our business model specifically, I haven't honestly, and I'm not being rude about this. I haven't actually physically got time to speak to people who can't help us. Right. Yep. And so imagine if someone reached out to you and, and had actually you know, they understood your business. They've spent some time looking kind of under the hood of, of what you're doing. Maybe they even, they've even trialed the product and said, Hey, um, I've, you know, this is what I've gone through and it looks like you guys are doing some really wonderful things. I've helped 
X and Y companies who are similar, uh, you know, kind of situation or similar industry to go from this level to that next level. And I have an assessment or I have whatever it is that I'd like to offer you. And it might be free or, or, or it might be paid. And here's the outcomes. Here's, you know, what you're going to benefit from. Here's the clarity that you're going to have. Here's what it'll help you to, to identify uh, and to kind of hone in on in terms of, of growth patterns, right? That's something that you'd be more likely typically to explore rather than just saying, hey, let me just jump on a, on a call and, and take your time talking about what I want to sell you. Yeah, because at this level, we're all really time poor. Like we are all so busy. I, uh, what, how sort of productized can this discovery session be? So, I mean, obviously you've got your, as a consultant, you have your sort of speciality, the thing you generally help people to do. And you might help people in different industries to do that one thing. Equally, you might help people who are in different phases of their, of their own business or life to do that one thing. But you fundamentally know what your sort of, it's become known as the zone of genius these days. Mm-hmm. Sure. But like you have your thing that you know what you do. So I guess what I want to know is how productized and how like branded and how like samey can that thing be? Is it like you can go out and basically offer everybody the same outcome? Or do you actually have to dig into what they're doing and say, actually, do you know what? This is going to be the right outcome to promise them. Whereas this is going to be the right outcome to promise that person from that initial discovery. Yeah, that's a really great question. And, and the answer is that, you know, the more uh, narrow and clear you are on who your ideal client is, then the, the less customization that you require. So the ideal situation is that it's very productized, that you're offering the same thing to the same, you know, to the same type of people because you're focusing on the same type of people because you're very clear on who your ideal clients are. Um, that's the beautiful thing about a discovery offering is that it doesn't need to be and should not necessarily be custom. There might be custom elements to it, but the framework of it, right? The, the main parts of it are going to be the same thing. And that's what allows you to, uh, to offer it very uh, profitably, right? Most consultants, when, when it's done right, and even in the most marketing, right? The money isn't coming in from the front end. So you're not going to get rich necessarily off of your discovery offer. Uh, but that's what allows you to build a relationship and to get things moving to the larger engagement. And that's where you know, the real profits and, and the real revenue and income starts to, to come into play. I mean, what's really great about that is even if you can just use that, you know, let's say $15,000 discovery day to pay for the cost of acquisition. So you just sort of break even on that thing. You can spend 15 grand to get in front of those ideal clients. You go along and do that thing. And you know that at the end of that, assuming you've made the right decision and you've decided they're going to be a good client, they've made the right decision and they've decided that you're going to be a good consultant for them. And they go ahead and engage you in that bigger deal. That's now hundred percent all yours. I want to talk about the, sorry, you go ahead. I was just going to say, not like now you're talking like a smart marketer, right? Because that what you you just mentioned there in terms of looking at the acquisition cost and then being able to be confident to go out and, and invest that amount of money into your marketing to acquire that customer, right? That's what smart marketers understand. But I think a lot of people uh, in different industries, but certainly uh, it's quite common in consulting and coaching, don't see that, right? They look at marketing as as a cost and they try and put as little into their marketing as they, as they can. We did um, the, the marketing for consultants study for 2019, where we got a lot of data around this. We consistently see every year that we do this, that consultants are quite, you know, quote unquote, kind of stingy when it comes to their marketing. They're, they hesitate to invest in their marketing, but the more that they uh, invest, this also we, we saw in the study, the more that people typically invest, the higher their incomes typically are. Uh, of course, they have to be doing the right things, but I think what you just mentioned right there is so, so key because Yes, the more that you can invest into your acquisition uh, and getting your brand out there and creating more visibility, right? Typically, the more opportunities you're going to create as well. 
I love this. I love this. We've worked with obviously lots of coaches and consultants who work maybe at the, maybe, maybe their deals are not typically worth quite that much. Their deals are probably worth up to maybe $20,000 as like their core offering. Sure. Mm-hmm. And typically we would say at that level to sell that level of thing, that bear in mind, that's not their discovery piece. That's their end result. That's the delivery. Yeah. That's their end deliverable. Yeah. Um, we would get them to create some sort of application form. So a lot of people use response suite for that. And then they go ahead and they, they run people through this application form. So they now go into a sales conversation with exactly mm-hmm. the right people. Do you say, okay, great, let's do exactly the same thing and we'll run an application process to find out who to discover who's going to be right for the discovery session. And then we sell them the $15,000, for example, thing. And then that's the discovery session. That's great. And then by the time you've delivered that, you have all the trust in the world to sell them in. Thank you. Do you do that sort of sales process? So uh, we do this uh, in our business, but it's not right for every business, um, right? If you're targeting, let's say the CEO of a billion dollar organization, the chances of them going and filling in a form, you know, someone that they don't know to set up a phone call are, are quite slim. Mm-hmm. And so I think that's what a lot of people don't recognize is that marketing to, you know, larger businesses or organizations or just more established organizations, whether for profit or nonprofit is quite different from marketing to consumers or, um, you know, or kind of smaller scale entrepreneurs. That being said, the, the process of using an assessment or a tool like response suite to, to assess and to help to qualify or to run even like that initial type of uh, assessment or audit for uh, an organization or for kind of a more established company is definitely very, very valid uh, and is, is used quite a bit. That's interesting. I want to talk about decision makers, I suppose, at that higher level, at that higher end. When we're doing these sort of discovery sort of sessions, in, in, and it's such a large transaction size, there's often not going to be the ability for one CEO, a single person to go, yeah, get the checkbook out, 100 grand, there you go, Michael, have at it, have a nice day. How many people do you put into these discovery sessions? Are these usually one-to-one or do you want every decision maker in that in terms of making that part of the sales process? Well, I mean, certainly we've seen that the trend shift from having one sole decision maker to, you know, kind of decision by consensus and and groups. Yeah, exactly. Within larger organizations. Agenda, right? (laughs) Right. So the the most important thing when you think about the discovery uh, offer, right, whether it's an in-person workshop, something you do virtually, uh, or whether it's some kind of of an assessment or a small scale kind of initial project, like the the first phase of, let's say, a five phase project, it might also be something like that. You want to make sure that the the, the decision maker or kind of the champion within the organization is involved in that. Uh, if it's a workshop, then uh, definitely having all, you know, the people that would influence the decision. So if there's three key partners uh, that are in the firm, then you want to have all of them involved because the most important thing in, in all sales conversations or in all kind of projects and engagements is you don't want to be working on something or having a conversation with one person, hearing just what they want. And then you go to deliver, let's say your proposal for something else only to find out that the other person or the other two people people, uh, you know, have completely different mandates and, and goals. And now your proposal is going to be very off the mark. So it's critical that you always identify what does the decision-making process look like in this organization and then base your interactions with those people uh, so that you hear all of the information, like what's important to all people. And then you're able to put that together and, and really create uh, kind of the next steps so that it's going to support the agendas and goals of, of all parties. But to answer your question very directly, 
you know, a workshop situation, you might have a whole bunch of people that are involved in that specific area of, of the business or organization for something where you are doing, let's say maybe CEO related kind of executive coaching. It, it might just be you and the CEO because that's all you need to begin. And then after that, right, your follow on kind of services may also include some interviews or interactions with other key people in the organization, but it can be anything from a one-on-one to a one-to-many. And it's also really important, I think, with all of these things to furnish that one person. If you know that one person who you're going to have the impact with directly has that has then got to then go and sell you into a board or a committee or even one other person, a line manager, direct report, then you have to furnish them with the materials, the knowledge and the answer to all of the questions that they're going to have fired at them in a really, in a really good way, right? Well, and that's also why the discovery offer is so uh, powerful because you don't then need to spend much time justifying. If if you're going in for a $100,000 engagement or even a $50,000 engagement, right? It's going to require more justification or more conversation for that person to be able to sell it to someone else. But instead, you know, it's likely that person has a budget for five or $10,000. They don't need to go around the organization, you know, to get that signed. They can just sign that check themselves. Um, And so now you're engaging with them. You're doing some work. You're helping them to see some uh, great levels of clarity and confidence and maybe even some tangible results. Well, now that they can just take that and say, Hey, you know, to the other people in the organization, look what we've been able to achieve at this small scale. Here's what, uh, what's, you know, what we're proposing next. And maybe ideally you're in that room as well when you're kind of presenting or having that discussion with all the other decision makers, but it's much more powerful to say, here's what we've seen at the small scale. Uh, here's our plan to now take this and, and 10 exit or 20 exit or whatever the, you know, the, the desire might be. That's much more powerful than going into a room and saying, you know, we have this five stage process. We'd like to start here. It's going to be $150,000 engagement or $1 million engagement. Uh, and, you know, trust us, we can really make it happen. But they don't, they don't need to trust you. Just show them, demonstrate value as quickly as you can in advance. And that makes the whole sales process a lot easier. Yeah, it's, now, a, it's a big thing to trust, huh? Now, because this whole thing sounds so exciting and so professional, we decided that we just need to mix things up a little bit. And that's why we're going to interrupt proceedings, these incredibly professional proceedings, uh, with uh, our, our game <laughs> episode. Now, here's how it works. My colleague Kennedy here. Hello. That's him. He's going to sing a song for you now, Michael. Uh, but he's going to sing a song in the style of a traditional British pub singer. And that means that some of the words will be somewhat difficult to understand. Oh Gosh, that's that's the, that's the song I've chosen. I've just put it on the screen for you there. Now, uh, the your job, Michael, and of course, dear listeners at home, your job too is just dear, to get lo- through this, dear dear long suffering listeners. I might add, uh, it's your job to simply guess what song Kennedy is singing. And let me tell you, it's a classic. So off you go. That was actually quite good. Michael, any idea? Uh, that's the, the drunken rumble. <laughs> Correct. <laughs> it was released, of course, in 1992 by Kennedy. Um, that was uh, actually Toto Africa. Well, fantastic. You know, I tried to Shazam it as you were singing, uh, but, but uh, Shazam just came back with no results. So we, we failed on both accounts. Ah, rats. On that note, we're going to head into what Willie lovely refer to as the quickfire round. Hey, you don't want to miss out on more of these fabulous nuggets, do you? Make sure you subscribe to the Three Marketers Podcast now on your podcast player. So first of all, Michael, give us a book that you recommend. 
Uh, Straight Line Leadership by Dusan Jukic. Love it. What's one of your top success habits, something that you do regularly? I go to the gym at 5 a.m. Whoa, early bird. Very cool. Give us a marketer or an entrepreneur that you look up to. Uh, Seth Godin, I think, has a, a, lot of, a lot of wisdom to share. Yeah, absolutely. What are some of your favorite apps that you think everybody else needs to know about? Uh, we've been a big fan of Boomerang uh, from way back. Um, just allows people to be able to schedule uh, emails to go out in advance. But one of the nice features is you can kind of mark down. So when you send an email, if you don't get a response from someone, uh, it automatically notifies you. And it's great for follow-up. There's a lot of, if you're using a CRM, you may not need it, but uh, it's a great little tool for, uh, for Gmail users. Yeah, I love it. Love it. Big, very important question now, Michael. Who do you like more, red-haired Rob or platinum-haired Kennedy? You know, if my daughter is here, she would say to mix the two of you together and we get pink because that's her favorite color. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but uh, listen, I love you both. suspiciously like a cop out, but uh, <laughs> never mind. <laughs> listen, I, I, I'm Canadian. We're, we're, we tend to be... Uh, Agreeable. Yes, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> and that's why we love you so much. Right, finally, tell us, Michael, where can we all go to find out more about you and what you're up to? Uh, definitely. So you can head over to consultingsuccess.com and we do actually have a 47 page uh, blueprinting guide that uh, walks people through how to become a more successful consultant. And they can get that at consultingsuccess.com forward slash blueprint. Amazing. Amazing. So much there. So much in that. Absolutely jaw dropping. Thank you for being with us today. Hey, thank you. Really enjoyed it. You know, when you think you're doing quite well, it's yeah. another one of those episodes, isn't it? A bit like back in the day when we, when we talked to Nick Kuzmich and you realized, you thought, oh, I know what I'm doing on, on Facebook ads. Back on, if you haven't listened to it, episode 60 of Three Marketers Walking to the Podcast, we interviewed Nick Kuzmich, who's like massive on Facebook ads and he's doing things at a whole new level. We're here again doing the same thing with Michael on this episode. You think, my high-end stuff, oh, it's three grand and that makes me feel good. This is about really taking it up to that next level. It's awesome. What's good though is the same process applies. If you think about about something where you're selling stuff for cheap. So like you have a free report, that's your tripwire, you get somebody in, they buy a $7 thing, you get them to consume it. And then a couple of months later, they buy your product for $297. Michael's approach is the same. The thing they buy from you the first time is like 25 or 50 grand. You deliver on that. And the second time around, they come back with a six figure page. It's the ascension model all over again. Just with ball zeros on it. Yeah, absolutely. Much more zeros. You find the show notes to this whole episode over at blog.responsesuite.com slash zero. Mm, yes, indeed. So that's it for this episode. Again, don't forget, go and check out the brand new podcast over at the Email Marketing Show. Look forward to seeing you there. Other See you next that, week. See you next week. Don't miss a thing. Miss a thing. Check out the show notes at blog.responsesuite.com.